Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes, our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. called Super Happy Fun America says it advocates on behalf of the straight community. It released a proposed parade route that mirrors the path of this weekend's LGBTQ pride parade. Hell yeah! Finally! Someone's standing up for straight people! Woo! Yeah! I fully support this movement. If straight men want to grill steaks while wearing cargo shorts talking about how much they love watching Scarface, no one should try to stop them. And yeah, no one's trying to stop them, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, straight people deserve a parade because they've been oppressed for too long. You guys realize that straight marriage has only been legal for like 4,000 years, huh? <laughs> huh? 
So what was the name of the group, though? That's the best part. <laughs> I know. That's the group the called big... Super Happy Fun America. That is, that's the punchline. <laughs> Super, Super Happy Fun America. <laughs> it sounds like some translation of a Japanese game show title, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, how do you not the join Super that? Happy Fun Time. Just a point of order. There's no such thing as a straight parade, so I don't. I don't even know what any of this is about. I don't want a parade. I want a little, you know, straight action. If you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to read this story as written. From I'm just the... looking for a little love, or or second Led Zepp quote of the day. A whole lot of love. But now, but down, bow. I'm going to read this story as written because the Seattle Times staff reporter Erica Eric Lassitus did such a good job. Why would I rephrase it? Why indeed. The term newly released FBI files always has a nice, mysterious ring to it. Expand it to newly released FBI Bigfoot files. Whoa! whoa. And now we really have something. Oh, boy. <laughs> newly released Wait a FBI m- Bigfoot seriously. files. I-, I'm, I got electric current running through me right now. I am so excited to hear this. Oh, yeah. When I tell my kids when I get home, the FBI has released some new Bigfoot files. They'll be excited. Are you kidding? They'll levitate off the couch. Tell us. Tell us. On Wednesday, the FBI posted some new documents to its website, FBI Records. The Vault, including some of the, uh, that's the name of their website where they keep their FBI records, The Vault, including some of the legendary Bigfoot. (laughs) Yes, the FBI actually had a file on Bigfoot. Hey, beautiful hair. Oh, man, my son just wrote, and I think he, did he put it out? A song called... I got to explain it. There was there was a conversation between a couple of his roommates, and there may have been relaxants involved. What? But they were discussing Sasquatch and the hunt for Sasquatch, and the fact that we ought to have a Sasquanctuary, <laughs> a sanctuary for Sasquatches, mm. a Sasquanctuary. And sure, uh, they could go and I not be I'm familiar with their relaxants. And my son Declan was so. Uh, uh, taken by that phrase, he spent the next 36 hours writing, recording, and producing a song called Sasquanctuary. Which is not easy to say, <laughs> apparently. No, no, much less to sing. And it I'm is, not even going to try to say it. It is, uh, uh, the, there's a riff as heavy as the Sasquatch itself, and the lyrics are hilarious, but uh, <laughs> I, I, one more quick note, as long as I've distracted you completely. I have friends and 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 sources... Within the FBI, former FBI, who've been advisors to the show, you bastards didn't tell me about the Sasquatch files. We're not friends anymore. (laughs) Don't call me. Lose my number. On Wednesday, the FBI posted some new documents about the legendary Bigfoot because they had a file. The FBI site has some 6,700 documents from periods like the gangster area. Public corruption, all pretty interesting stuff, but not as interesting as Bigfoot, obviously. The Bigfoot files added Wednesday concern a 1976 request by a Peter C. Byrne, a self-styled adventurer who at the time ran the Bigfoot Information Center and Exhibition in Oregon. Asked about the release of the documents, the FBI's press office in Washington said in an email, we have no comment. Oh, so they're stay, still staying quiet on this. I said, listen, he's walking on two feet. That ain't no bird. <laughs> Michael, if you can find and play every single tape from that guy who claims to have spotted Bigfoot. That ain't no bird? <laughs> well, I think the thing was he heard a weird noise outside and, Nobody and he thought it was a bird. For a bird. Well, it makes funny noises. 
And he would make a whistle. <laughs> and grunt at the end of it. I grunt at what? the end of it, too. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> and uh, what uh, What else? <laughs> He'd make a whistle. His forehead was just like mine and yours. Damn. Well, Square. Similar forehead. Square, I'm guessing. Because I run at him. Go on. <laughs> Is there more? He had beautiful hair. That's all I got for right now. I'll yeah, remember that, for some more. How stuff. many times have we played that clip through the years? So the man's no bird. And so I rough talked him. I said, "Get, get." So to get back to the actual FBI file, um, they have some hair that they keep in the file. Was it beautiful? That somebody caught and claimed that that might be from Bigfoot. The FBI lab examined them by transmitted an incident light microscopy. That's that's the way I would examine. Sure. That included root structure, medullary structure, and cuticle thickness, in addition to scale casts. Yes, that's the standard procedure. Plus, they were compared with hair of known origin. It was concluded as a result of those examinations that the hairs are are of a deer. (laughs) That's because they wear deer skin to throw you off, you idiot. So there you go. He had beautiful hair. I don't. I don't have any idea. Um, in all seriousness, if if the if the FBI opening a file on anything means anything at all. I mean, it that just be somebody claims they saw something they don't know what it is. And you open a file, look into it for like an afternoon. Right. Decide, nah, that's a bunch of crap. And well, you close they the tested file. the deer hair. That's true. They did taste. They did test the hair. Although it was a big enough deal to test the hair, and then you think, I don't know, you're a weirdo. You deal with a lot of serious and grim stuff if you're an FBI agent. I wonder if you think, you know, it'd be fun. I'm going to call the guys at the lab. Hey, you guys up for uh, testing some hair that a guy claims is Bigfoot? They probably cracked up and said, yeah, send it over. Everybody needs something to lighten their work day. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, among things we're going to do this hour toward the end of the hour, we're going to play the whole song that is now number one on the Amazon charts by a, by a D-Day veteran on the 75th anniversary. Yeah, he was 15 on D-Day. And he's got a song out about that experience, and it's the number one song on Amazon. It's beautiful, too. We're going to play the whole thing later this hour on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. New poll, fresh off the presses. You go. I don't know how good they are. They're pretty good. Are they? Yep. Uh, fresh off the press is Biden 27, Sanders 15. That's not a huge deal. Is that a national poll? Biden's down a little. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this is all just about name recognition. It's just showing you who's yeah. getting some name recognition. So Biden's down. Bernie's, he's roughly a 15, 16% guy everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the big news is Warren into double digits at 12, Buttigieg into double digits at 10. Mm. So, And then Kamala Harris right behind him at 9, and it's within the margin of error. So you really got to say there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and everybody else. Because it drops way off to 2 to 0, which is all within the margin of error of nothing. Right. <laughs> I mean, is Booker down there nothing. in the, the 2 range? Yeah. yeah he's two. failed to catch fire at all. So you you kind of you kind of got the big five there, which sounds about right to me. Did Biden, anybody, Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, Harris. Did anybody pick that waste of skin, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, in our pool, our campaign death pool? 
I don't think so. I thought I did just because you, I find her yeah, to be the yeah, phoniest. Oh, that's ever. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the phoniest person out there. Oh, she it's terrible. Terrible. Um, so, okay. All right. All right. Transition music, Michael? Do you mind? We haven't done that lately. That's a little politics for you. It's the way things stand. Of course, it's like the preseason college polls at this point. It's going to be on next month with the debates. <laughs> So the idea of this music is to clear your mind, clear your palate for something else. Whatever that sound is. That ain't no bird. (laughs) And the video makes the music seem serious. Maybe we can link that. Well, maybe we'll have to dig around and find it. All right, turn it off. Turn it off! So the story of D-Day which we've uh, talked about a fair amount today. We've had some terrific interviews and, and fun facts and inspiring quotes and all sorts of good stuff. If you've missed the show thus far, you can get the podcast wherever podcasts are given away for free because we're stupid. Um, but the story of weather and meteorology and the invasion, I think, is underappreciated. There was a team of six meteorologists, two each from the U.K. Met Office, whatever that is, uh, the Royal Navy and the U.S. military. And the six of them were working for months on how to forecast weather. I mean, it's just another example where for, you know, cause, probably because it's a matter of survival, many leaps forward in human technology have been around killing each other or avoiding being killed um, in warfare. But a lot of their forecasting techniques have stood the test of time. It was a real leap forward. But they're trying to figure out when to invade Normandy because they had to have the right moon. And there was a little flexibility, but they had to have enough moonlight to see the shore. Um, They had to have a a very low tide um, to land as far away from the cliffs as they needed to um, for reasons that are semi-obvious. and and they needed seas that small craft could navigate. <clears throat> and so, you know, there were windows, little windows here. Then two weeks from now, there's uh, two days in a row. And then and and so Eisenhower was pretty constrained in when he was going to say, "Let's do it." <clears throat> and so, based on their own forecasts, the two U.S. meteorologists believed the attack should take place on June 5th. The Brits disagreed. They said the 5th is going to be bad, the 6th will be better. And the Americans were so adamant that they phoned um, the Brits to argue with them and try to get them to change their forecasts. Um, But the, the Brits refused to relent, forced Eisenhower to postpone the landings for 24 hours, which has got to be a nerve-wracking thing, because... Mm. You're trying to keep everything secret, for one thing, and, you know, your movement's secret, and the rest of it is you move a major city, thousands of vehicles, thousands of planes, thousands of craft, of boats, overnight. So, anyway, um, as it turns out, the Brits were right, as there were rough seas and 25 to 30 mile per hour winds on the English Channel on the 5th, so that would have been very bad. Uh, the weather was terrible that morning, as they report, and the whole future of the Western world could have been different. Um, but so they, they changed to the 6th. Well, you hate to have the future of the world hang on a meteorologist, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh, oh I know it. What could be worse? Uh, psychics? Chiropractors? Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Wow. Um, so they said, yeah, I think it's, uh, you can, uh, it's a go uh, on the 6th. Um, but if not, the 19th looks good. 
with the tide. The and, 19th? Yeah, almost two weeks later. Oh, you can't do that. But so I decided, okay, the six looks good. Not great, but good. And the seas were pretty rough. Because um, these are not big craft. If you've ever seen Saving Private Ryan, you know what we're talking about. Um, uh, but anyway, it went pretty well. Turns out the 19th was, I kid you not, my friends, the biggest storm of the 20th century. Because meteorologists are liars. And and if indeed they had tried on the 19th, um, it, it could would have well... Been a disaster. It would have been a disaster. A disaster for history. Uh, or... You know, I you know honestly, a day or two before the nineteenth, when the weather had changed that much, they probably would have figured that out and said, "No, we can't go now either." And what Ike would have done, I do not know. Um, but there's only so long you can delay a, an operation that massive, right? So that was some luck on our side. I was asking our uh, military historian Mike Lyons about that earlier. How much luck played a role? Because luck always plays a role in these sorts of things. You know, there's a I don't remember which major Civil War battle. That uh, somebody's cruising along and they see, a, I think it was a cigar on the ground. Mm-hmm. They pick it up and it's wrapped in some paper. Paper turns out to be battle plans. One of your major battles, they, the, uh, the, the good guys in this case, saw the battle plans and were able to win that battle. Great who, who knows how things turn out if you don't find those battle plans that oh. fell out of somebody's pocket. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of thing that could have happened on D-Day, turned things the other direction. Yeah. Back in 1944, meteorologists didn't know much about the upper atmosphere. They didn't know that jet streams existed. So it was. Uh, they don't know much more today. Well, I have let one. Your bitterness. I have go. a jihad, and it's against oh, meteorologists. Oh boy! Oh, it's boy. my life's work. Oh boy! Um, so uh, imagine though these six guys with uh, meteorology in a, a primitive stage compared to now, when it's incredibly accurate day after day, um, with hundreds of thousands of lives at stake. Ike mm. asking them, "What's the weather going to be Tuesday?" And them having hundreds of thousands of lives at stake. Can sure, you imagine and if the you pressure? got that wrong, you'd feel awful the rest of your life. Your name would be known for the rest of your life for all the wrong reasons, because they were pretty much right about the sixth. We don't know their names. So Ike famously wrote a letter uh, to explain uh, his uh, his situation if it didn't go right. Because he uh, yeah. thought it was that likely that it didn't go well. Indeed. And uh, the key line from that, if any blame or fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone. That's a man. M-A-N. I I would love to know what he thought the chances for success were. (sighs) Right. It seems that it went better than anybody could have hoped, even with all the problems that did occur. And all the deaths and injuries. Yeah. And Yes, it did, actually. It did. It was miraculously effective. I, I think if you would have asked him, he probably would have said, I think our chances are good, but we have to. You know? Well, yeah, you wouldn't have not yeah. done it. But My other favorite quote that I shared earlier this morning that I love, Colonel Charles D. Canham, 116th Infantry Regiment on Omaha Beach, told his men, they're murdering us here. Let's move inland and get murdered. I mean, that's if that doesn't sum it up, mm. fellas, hell yeah, this is hell. Well, we got a mission to move inland, so let's go get killed there. The number one song on Amazon right now is a song called Shores of Normandy, sung by a guy who was 15 years old on a boat on D-Day, the youngest known D-Day veteran, 
And that song is hot right now, and we're going to play the whole thing for you coming up in a little bit. But right now, we want to tell you what Marshall's got in his news on the way. Well, we got world leaders remembering, as you've been talking about, the sacrifice and valor displayed on D-Day. Vladimir Putin on Russia's designs on Venezuela. And Netflix getting a lot of buzz over a new children's programming plan. Coming up. Okay, I want to hear about that, because they've sucked for kids' programming for uh, for a, quite a while now on Netflix. We, in fact, my wife and I talked about canceling it over the weekend, just wow. cancel our Netflix. You know what one underreported story about Putin is, is his meeting with uh, Xi of China the other day. I mean, the, the two of them joining forces? That's eh, not a good thing. No, it's hard to imagine how that one. That would be good. Keep mm-hmm. your eye on him. Mm-hmm. Marshall's News and that touching song on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I love this D-Day stuff. I've been taking it in my whole life. There's a lot of guys are. Guys are into World War II, but um, as I've pointed out many times throughout the show, I wish people would pay any attention to soldiers that die today. Right. We, right. we could have a soldier killed in Afghanistan fighting for liberty around the world. That's why they're there, in theory. Um, Never could, mind, Marshall. Oh, go ahead, sorry. They could die this week, right. and it might not even make the news. I might not even hear about it. If your heart swells with patriotic pride and gratitude for the sacrifices of those uh, on the beaches of Normandy 75 years ago, how about you go to warriorfoundation.org? And support today's troops, our our wounded and their families. WarriorFoundation.org. We have the link at ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's not that or- other organization with a similar name. Uh, WarriorFoundation.org. Before we get to Marshall's really meaningless claptrap, here's the here's the headline we should be featuring Marshall, and that is Jupiter is about to come so close to the Earth you can see its moons. You can with, touch it as it whizzes by. <laughs> you can see its moons with binoculars. Did you hear me, Mr. Wiseacre? <laughs> Just with a simple pair of binocs, you can see the moons of Jupiter. Never mind Jupiter itself. Speaking of D-Day and tides and weather forecasts, it is my position that the forces of Jupiter, the Jupiterians, uh-huh. have been waiting for this. Uh-huh. The Jupiterians. Because As opposed to Martians. Now they're, yeah. Exactly. Now they're right. close enough to attack. <laughs> and appear clo- right to the naked eye. How close is Jupiter going to be coming? It's like a hundred miles, <laughs> right up the coast. It's <laughs> very, very close, Marshall. Oh, very. They're close. invading. They started with Uranus and then they worked their <laughs> way around. Oh boy, always funny. Not always funny. Grow up. So, w- which direction do I look to see? Because I would like to see Jupiter. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a small telescope, you'll be able to make out the planet's cloudy bands. Huh? <laughs> cool. I've seen some cloudy bands in my day. Uh, the, 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 you might even see the it's famous and shrinking, by the way, giant red spot with a good telescope. Sounds so, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I've got to, uh, let's see, uh, da, 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 da. I'll do a little more research, but okay. it will be up in the sky. Uh, news right now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, shifting our gears back over to the D-Day commemorations today. You had hundreds of people packed into the seaside town of Normandy to applaud British troops and American troops who landed on nearby beaches 75 years ago. Yet a piper playing as veterans of the battle, some in wheelchairs, laid a wreath uh, for the fallen outside the town's D-Day museum. 
President Trump during the ceremonies honoring the veterans. To more than 170 veterans of the Second World War who join us today, you are among the very greatest Americans who will ever live. You are the pride of our nation. You are the glory of our republic. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Not to take away from um, the D-Day vets and the grandeur of that uh, ceremony and, and the importance of the day, but you know, I find myself thinking of the guys who fought in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of them, from uh, Sean's granddad and my father-in-law and, uh, and, and many, many others uh, of the similar importance. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. It's fine. I'm not, again, I'm nothing away from the D-Day celebrations, but there are a lot of fronts in that war and there's a lot of heroism. President Vladimir Putin was holding court today in Moscow, saying he has no intention to deploy Russian troops or set up military bases in Venezuela. He added the Russian experts have been in Venezuela to service Russian-made weapons bought by Caracas. Yeah, they're mechanics. They're just uh, helpers. We're just trying to be helpful. Yeah, Putin, who was meeting uh, with the head of the international news agencies, was responding to a question about a tweet by President Trump earlier this week that said Moscow had informed Washington it had pulled out its personnel from Venezuela. Putin saying, no, we're not creating any bases or sending troops there, but we will be keeping our obligations in the sphere of military and technical cooperation. Meanwhile, you've got Oakland, California, now the second U.S. city to decriminalize magic mushrooms after Denver did it last month. The Oakland City Council voted unanimously to go ahead and decriminalize adult use and possession of magic mushrooms and other psychoactive plants, such as peyote. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. So now, little by little, they're starting to decriminalize these uh, around the country. Now, on an entirely different note, my friends... Nickelodeon is partnering with... This is with what the soldiers fought for 75 years ago, so we could have stuff oh like boy. this. Baby Shark. Nickelodeon has partnered with the team behind the YouTube viral hit Baby Shark. They're going to be producing an original preschool animated series based on Baby Shark. Okay. okay. Might this be good. Yeah. yeah, could be. It's all in the right. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is everything. Exactly. Could be a, a Blue's Clues sort of giant hit. You never know. Yep. Ne- Netflix is making considerable investments into their children's programming as they've lost the contract with a lot of oh. their Disney content. And, and a lot it's of the just other... crap. It's yeah. beyond crap. It's stuff that's bad for kids that they now have on there. That's what bothers me. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're in this weird gray area of the stuff they had is now gone. The stuff they're investing in is not yet ready, so they have... Essentially, what Jack said is crap. I got a great idea for a kid's show about a depressive kid with his beagle. And his uh, his various friends and his sister, who may or may not be a psychoanalyst. I call it cashews. (laughs) (laughs) Legumes. Except for All Hail King Julian, by the way, on Netflix, which is one of my favorite things that's ever been on television. Who does the voice of Julian? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, yeah, that's some funny, funny voice acting there. And Mort is uh, Conan's sidekick. Mort that's really into Julian's feet for some reason. Andy Richter. <laughs> Andy Richter, yes. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, straight. It's, odd. it's a funny, funny <laughs> show, What's man. What's the name of it again? All Hail King Julian. You could enjoy it as an adult easily. Right. Get a little hammered and watch that sometime. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. My wow. kind of show. There's some good advice. The Toronto Raptors down the Golden State Warriors, 123-109 last night in Oakland. They now have a two games to one lead the NBA Finals. And I think I heard somewhere on a sports uh, talk program that 82% of the time, the team that wins the third game goes on to win the series. Mm-hmm. Could be. 82% of the time. But uh, you don't usually have injuries being such a factor yeah. as this, where you've got, you know, half the team, more really in terms of the importance, gone. That just right. I don't remember that ever happening in any sport. Um, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's a lot like a, a team getting their quarterback knocked out in the conference finals. And going to the Super Bowl with a scrub. That scrub wins the game. He becomes a legend. But Golden State has had ten different lineups in the playoffs. Wow! I don't remember anything like that ever happening either. Yeah, that's amazing. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Starting lineups. I mean, usually your NBA dynasties. You got the same, certainly three or four guys, if not the same right. five guys year after year. <laughs> in some of these dynasties. And uh, they got 10 different starting lineups in one playoff series. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, even if you have a solid core of three guys who always start, those other two role players, I mean, even if there's like two choices each, that's not 10 different lineups. Yeah. That's uh, that's something. So we're going to play. Uh, we've never done this before, I don't think. Played an entire song. Song's like almost four-minute song. It's the number one song on Amazon right now. This guy was 15 years old on D-Day, the youngest known D-Day veteran. Happens to be a good singer, too. And his song, The Shores of Normandy, is number one. And you're going to hear it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Reading this New York Times article, a reporter which, uh, went over for the 75th anniversary of uh, the D-Day landing in World War II. said, here too are the memories of chaos and error. Paratroopers landing in the wrong places. Some landing craft hopelessly off course. Heavily laden troops dumped into too deep water to drown. If you've seen the opening of Saving Private Ryan, you know what that's all about. Um, and as we uh, were talking about earlier, that's as accurate as, uh, according to historians and people who were there, as anything you can come across as the opening of a Saving Private Ryan. And here's a guy that was there. His name is Jim Radford. He was only 15 when he served as a ship's galley boy on June 6, 1944, making him the youngest known D-Day veteran. Well, his song Shores of Normandy has been number one on Amazon singles chart for most of the week, beating Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber's newest hits. This is actually him, the World War II veteran in his 90s, singing the song now. And we're going to play the whole thing for you. The Songs of Normandy. The Shores of Normandy, I'm sorry. In the cold gray light of the 6th of June In the year of 44 The Empire Lodge sailed out from Poe To join with thousands more The largest fleet the world had seen We sailed in close array And we set our course 
The beach of gold, neath the rocket's deadly glare, we towed our block ships into place, and we built a harbour there. Mid shot and shell, we built it well, as history does agree. While brave men died in the swirling tide on the shores of Normandy. For every hero's name that's known, a thousand died as well. On stakes and wires, their bodies fall, rocked in the ocean swell. And many a mother wept that day for the sons they loved so well. Men who cracked a joke and cats to smoke. As they stormed the gates of hell, as the years passed by, I can still recall the men I saw that day, who died upon that blood-soaked sand, where now sweet children play, and those of you who were unborn, who've lived in liberty. Remember those who made it so on the shores of Normandy. There's quick edit there. So uh, Jim Bradford <laughs> was there on the uh, yes, yes, Joe. Got to teach you fellows how to fade things. Jeez. <laughs> um, he was 15 on the day. Like somebody bombed the orchestra in 1944. He wrote this song in 1969, the 25th anniversary. Oh, wow. He had been back to France, but he'd never been back to uh, the beaches there, even though he was there on D-Day. And he was surprised, for some reason, to see children playing on the beach and overwhelmed at the contrast from the last time he was there. I'll bet. And had concern at that time that it was going to be forgotten what an amazing thing had happened and how many people had sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, it just... It wasn't that big a deal. And as I've talked about for the last couple of days, it's been growing. It's it's a much bigger deal now than it was 10 years ago 
and bigger deal ten years ago than it was twenty years before that. It's 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 much it's growing with for you know for whatever reasons. Right, right. Usually yeah. historical events go the other direction, but at that time he was worried it was going to be forgotten. It would seem right now that there's 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 no chance of that. Yeah, I would think not. Although with all of the WW2 vets gone by the time. You know, 75th anniversary, people like round numbers for some reason and or multiples of 25. Uh, it'll probably be the 100th anniversary before a big deal is made again, a really big deal, and they'll all be gone by then. It's the number one song on Amazon. You can buy it. Uh, profits from the song sales go to support the British Normandy Memorial, which he's very excited about getting built before they're all gone, as he said, because they're all dying on a daily basis. And I don't even know what that means to buy a song on Amazon. But anyway, that's where the money goes. So uh, the Allied strategy, according to historian James Holland, he's a Brit, was the slogan was steel, not flesh. They wanted to use their enormous global reach and resources, air power, the Navy, um, to minimize the number of guys with rifles that would have to do what they were going to do. Um, and... 40% of the troops that were transported at D-Day and immediately afterward, 40% were uh, support services, service troops, uh, medical, food, logistics, transportation, mechanics, um, the rest of it. And that long supply trail was part of Ike's genius. It was one of the benchmarks of Allied strategy. Plus, at that point, the the, Luft, the Luftwaffe and the uh, that's the air force of the Nazis and their navy was pretty beat up, and they didn't have much air support at all. But that's uh, you know, I'm bad at logistics. I'm sure it would just boggle your mind to look at and keep in mind this was all on paper. The plans for transporting and coordinating all of those resources at once. I can't even conceive of it. It's no, a miracle. it's not like you could text everybody. It's- time. Oh, right. And uh, have a Google document. Everybody, you know, uh, right. edits. It's amazing. Yes. Also a World War II veteran right there. Here's your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> Is he? Somebody, oh, uh, that's nice. It's a little too early for that. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. It's Marshall Phillips. Marshall, final thought. All the talk about D-Day and World War II making me think a lot about my dad, Major Ed Phillips. He served. He was uh, in uh, Cairo, Egypt uh, during uh, World War II. Helped put they together. off with Rommel, maybe. They put together, helped put together the Cairo Conference, which was a pretty big deal. Google it. Mm. Talk to you. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, just connecting more dots of uh, people on the show to World War II. My grandfather served in World War II, was on a ship in the Pacific that went down while uh, fighting the Japanese. Ship of Ghosts is a wonderful book. Uh, my grandfather's one of the men on the cover on it. Uh, great read if you're looking for that sort of thing. The War in the Pacific, indeed. Michelangelo, final thought. Uh, yeah, thank you to all our military men and women who are currently protecting us and all of them that did protect us. Very grateful to all of you. Jack, do you have a final thought? Yeah, and uh, say it for the umpteenth time today. Let's let's care as much about the 19-year-old risking his life today as the 19-year-old that risked their life 75 years ago. They're doing the same thing. My final thought is we have a tendency to deify our heroes, whether it's George Washington or the guys who fought at Normandy or whatever, and, and to start thinking that they were superhuman or, or gods. They weren't. They were exactly like you and exactly like me. Now, maybe fate uh, doesn't have in store for you to be a hero, but be strong. Um, You can do great things. Believe in yourself and don't buy the modern line that you're just dependent on, you know, the breezes that blow these days. 
Dare. A lot of Texas very happy we played that song. Happy to do it. I was glad to hear it. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a link to the song, the videos, all sorts of stuff we talked about today. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I love Armstrong and Getty. kind of my thing. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.